Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. All right, we're back. Yes. All right, so this is, this is um, um, predefining because we don't do this. We don't. We don't. So, nervous. Are you nervous? <laughs> right? I'm nervous. Because we're talking about relationships, um, we're going to, so this is kind of an experiment, guys, because uh, how much research do you think we did for this talk? How much, how much planning do you think we did with this talk? Be honest. Yeah, not much. Uh, we've done 23 years. Of- okay, okay. Wow, wow. But, so this is what's going what's gonna to happen today. We're just going to argue, and then, and that's it. No, we're not. No, we're not. So here's what we are doing. We, if you're uh, new to Mosaic or just joined the conversation, we've been talking about relationships, the art of being with. And so we've talked about so many things. I mean, really great stuff. And uh, if you are new, uh, you also should know that morning breath, there's this thing that we do. It's called morning breath because it's silly. But every, um, every day on Instagram, we come on. And it's kind of like a small community of people, and we talk about the talk, or we talk about what God's doing, and so we've been focusing on relationships, and so we thought it wouldn't be great to just kind of end with, just tell them everything that we have done right or wrong, no, right? Not everything. <laughs> not everything. And then let's just have fun with this. Okay, so that's going to be the thing. This is an experiment, okay? It's an experiment. But we do have some, we have some thoughts, right? And we threw in some scripture too. So if you're like a Bible person, you're like, where's the scripture? We got it in there, but it's really us talking. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. All right. You know, Sean's always coming between us. I don't know what it is. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> awesome. All right. Okay, let's jump in. Mm-hmm. Let's jump in. Okay. All right. You want to pray for this? Or? <laughs> no, let's jump in. All right. So a couple of sections, okay? The first, our, our sections, I'm going to be so distracted. By the way, this is this way. Um, we're going to talk about our story, uh, and then we're going to talk about kind of our, our message in terms of like how we've kind of viewed the scriptures in light of marriage. We're going to talk about our, um, our kind of, here it is, uh, our thoughts, and then our hope, right? Okay, let's talk about our story. Okay. You go. How we met. Okay, great. Um, well, we actually met in college. And while well, I was attending the college, and you were just kind of hanging out, checking out the girls, I think. <laughs> okay, what really happened was, so I grew up in South Carolina, went to the College of Charleston. He grew up in Kuwait and left after the Gulf War and showed up in Charleston as a refugee, trying to figure out what in the world to do with your 18-year-old self in this country. And um, 
eventually got into college, but actually we met right in the beginning. He started, he started going to FCA with his brother, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, but he was not a Christian when you first started. But by the time we met, you had become a Christian. You were still going to FCA, even though you were not actually going to the College of Charleston. <laughs> um, I was technically illegal when I met her. I mean, I'll just tell you right now. Okay, for those of you immigrants out there, hey! Yeah. What? Listen, I know that you are out there. You're okay. You're com- you're, you made it here, okay? This is, this is you're like, we don't want any attention. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. So anyway, that's how we met. We met at FCA, and, um, and it actually was definitely attraction at first sight. We both were just thought, oh, that, you're so cute, and you're so cute. And then we broke into prayer groups one night, and you managed to work your way around the entire room, I think, and get yourself into my prayer group. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And that was the start of it. Yes. And so uh, I just want you to know, it was not all like, oh, this is a fairy tale by any means. So I did meet her. Um, I, 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 then I didn't talk to her for three years. Uh, because, Pretty much. Huh? Pretty much. Pretty much. And you are one year uh, older than me. But in right college behind. years, I was like... Way behind. Three years, right? Easily. Yes. Because of my immigrant status and trying to get, uh, I got religious asylum, uh, and it was super complicated. But I didn't get the nerve to actually ask you to, like, I didn't grow up dating, by the way. I grew up in a Middle Eastern culture, Muslim culture, so that didn't really happen. And so this was so odd to us. And then we started hanging out, and then you left for a six-month, uh, what was that thing? Uh, I was on a Mercy ship, a hospital ship in the Caribbean. With uh, YWAM. Youth with a mission. Yeah. 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 And then, then what happened after that? <laughs> this is all going all over the place. Um, well, we had actually started dating before that. Yes. And then I went on this thing, and then I realized I did not... Naeem at that time was all gung-ho that he was going to move to India, and I had this vision of living in poverty in India, doing mission work the rest of my life, and I said, nope, I'm not signing up for that. (laughs) And so I may have dumped you on New Year's Eve. Yes, From the Dominican Republic. She did. New Year's Eve, friends. New Year's Eve. It was what? What year was that? I mean, it's it's trauma, so I can't remember, but what? Yeah. 96? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 96. I was like, Happy New Year. She was like, we're done. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, we're done? She was like, no, I'm done. She was like, and then she, she, you were like, I don't want any part of... No, no part of any of it. Of, but the good thing is, I was already very close to his family, his one sister here, and his older sister and I had become very good friends. So he... Actually, when I came back to the States, you were like, you told your sister, hey, tell Ashley to come visit you. I didn't actually learn that but, years till years but let's later. But go, let's go back in that moment. Uh, let's go back to that story for You're a second. You're going to spend the entire time talking about this, aren't you? I know. It, it's awesome, though, because here's what's happened. It's funny, though. It's not funny. It was pretty dramatic. But, uh, what's, we, but we were both like in church. We were all following Jesus, all that. So I told her, I said, you can't break up with me. And she was like, what do you mean? I said, I have a word from the Lord. Now, if you don't... If you don't know what that is, how many of you know what that is, okay? The word from the Lord, okay? That's also a trick in Christian dating. God told me to marry you, okay? But I had the word from the Lord. And, and I said, I have a word from the Lord. And you said, 
<laughs> you can take that word and shove it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I would never, I, I was like, I, I was just stunned. I was like, <laughs> she's on a mission trip and she's like, she's the furthest away from God now. Like, what, what happened? <laughs> So, Sometimes that'll do it to you. Yeah, but. that'll do it to you. So we had a, a like, just to, just to be clear and to give you guys some uh, thoughts here, we definitely had a lot of conflict uh, during da- dating. Mm-hmm. We wanted to, um, I needed, wanted to graduate before we got married, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pulling my way, weight in, trying to not graduate with any kind of debt. So working a lot of jobs, all working of that. three jobs at one point. We'd yeah. literally get up, go work, take some classes, work in the afternoon, work on weekends, yeah. three different jobs. And I just want to, the, the key here is, is that in our relationship, we, I think at some point we just, it just clicked that we were not going to uh, be a normal couple. Like, <laughs> we were just not going to do that. And, and partly because there was a serious uh, commitment. Like, she came back, and, and then I had a talk with her, and I said, hey, listen, so we're going to go towards marriage or we're not doing this. Like, I'm not going to, like, you're not going to be my girlfriend that I used to date and I used to hang out with you. Like, that's not going to happen. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you came from a different background. You were like, okay, this is... Yeah, I mean, we both came from such completely different backgrounds and understandings of how relationships work, dating, marriage, all of it. And so all along the way, from the very beginning, I think we've had to navigate um, very different understandings and, and um, work towards um, a medium ground of, okay, how are we going to approach this and understand this and work through this? And even just in areas of conflict and areas of, um, I mean, we, we could not have had a more different upbringing or approach to life in general. So all along the way, we've had opportunity to just one of the main things we've had to do from day one is talk about everything, talk through everything, um, wrestle through, okay, well, this is where you're, you are on this, this is where I am on this, and how can we get to um, a place where we're united on it? And so uh, if we were going to survive four years of dating and uh, engagement, um, it was through the fact that we were wrestling through and talking through and hashing out all the things. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Isn't June 12th, isn't this date pretty significant in terms of uh, like a... And she, she's like, what? What did I forget? No, you didn't forget anything. No, because um, um, when, when, when we got together, I mean, it wasn't just like two people getting together. It was also the fact that I was Middle Eastern, right? Oh, yeah. And um, I remember you told me, like, uh, you had to call your dad, right, and tell him, hey, I'm bringing home a boy, right? Mm-hmm. What happened there? Oh, I hate telling this story. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, I mean, so again, South Carolina, um, born and, ra- well, raised. Um, grew up in a very white evangelical bubble, and that's just the way it was. And uh, college was an amazing experience to finally burst that bubble and, um, you know, meet and get to know people from outside of the world I grew up in. And so when I had to call and tell my family that I was bringing my new boyfriend home, I had to give them a little warning that he's not anyone that they'd ever met, like anyone they'd ever met before. Um, so 
It was interesting, and when you did come and meet them, there was a little shock and stammering and. Um, I mean, didn't you tell? Like, didn't you oh, say? No, hey. I don't say that. <laughs> I mean, hey, this is the real life, and this is why we started Mosaic. Yes, so, yes it is actually. Huh? It is. So, you said, hey, I uh, just want to let you know he's dark. I, I said, hey, he's, he's a little dark. And then and your dad were, said... How dark? How dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... And then I, and, and I also remember, like, so we came in and uh, met them for the first time. I think your sister took you aside and said, he's dark. <laughs> But this is a real thing. It is. It's a very real it thing. Um, in fact, because we're in the South and uh, because I'm still, you know, learning things about the U.S. and uh, just a systemic, uh, honestly, just a prejudice that's in, in, in this country. Um, but it's getting better. I would say it's getting better. Uh, but we were in uh, Bob Jones University. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know, it's a Christian university. I had no idea. She just said, hey, let me just take you somewhere. I'm like, oh, this is great. And she was like really holding my hand and really being affectionate. I'm like, we were what's going? going there because they had a world-class museum. So it wasn't just to drag my... But, Brown. Middle Eastern boyfriend around. <laughs> and uh, she was a little kid because then she, in the middle of us like watching. I said I may be a little bit of a rebel. Yeah. In the middle of uh, us like looking at stuff, you're like, hey, by the way, this is illegal here in this. Like, Technically in South Carolina, it was still illegal in 1997, about yeah. that time. In the books that you could not date interracial mm -hmm. yeah, or marry. It, so it's not crazy. You know we're, we're still right. We're still in our story, and it's been 12 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good story. It's a good story. All right. I don't so, know. Maybe we're the only ones having fun up here. Are you guys having fun? Anybody? <laughs> All right. Great. Good. Time fun. All right. So, so very different backgrounds, right? Yeah. So we got we, uh, we have like kind of a, a, you know, people have told us you should write parenting books, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Say right. Right. So here, let me just let me just answer that question. Let, let's just why don't you answer that question? Okay. Here's you, here's my my theory. Also. I have children in this room right now, so they're probably like, really? I, I don't think any parent should ever write a parenting book. I think kids who've been raised well should write a parenting book. Oh, right? So, Asher and Nura, I don't know how you feel about that. Maybe someday you write a parenting book, but if yeah. not... <laughs> Just be kind and generous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, I think that's very humbling to, to, um, to think that... I don't know. I feel like we're still figuring it out. And yeah. So we want to give you guys something that we, I think uh, has allowed us to navigate our relationship. Uh, and we, you know, again, there are marriage books out there. There's parenting books out there. We've never been really a huge fan of some of those because partly because um, I think they sometimes um, um, portray this image of, of or maybe everybody's relationship is just the same. And what we live in right now in this world is that there's, there's so much uniqueness to people and there's so much diversity, not just ethnically, but also in, in um, how people were raised and how people grew up in religion. It, there's your relationship with your person or with people around you is so unique. And so we've never really found a book that says, this is it. We've mo mostly found books that says, hey, this is God's way. And we're like, really though? Like, no, this is your way in this culture. Mm -hmm. so, so, so one of the verses I will say that I think we've committed to in our lives is this. Not in, in, not in um, let me read this to you. It's Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, 1 says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. 
live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and he offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. And I would say that we have committed to imitate God individually and corporately uh, in our relationship. Would you say that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously there's plenty of failures in our own lives and, and constantly learning and growing. Like I never would want to sit up here and say, we have it all figured out and here's how you do it. Um, and anyone who does that, I just think, how in the world can they, they do that? But all that to say, that is our heart, that is our goal in, in our relationship, in our parenting, in, in leading this church community and all of it, is that um, we would see ourselves as dear children of God, that we would live a life filled with love, and that that would guide everything that we're doing. And, when, and what helps us recognize when we're not doing it right is when we re realize we're not acting out of a place of love. Yeah, I think that's so key. So some of you sent questions and uh, a dating question was uh, there as well, like this idea of like, who do you find or how do you find the one or, you know, what are you qualities you look for and how does that work? Um, I mean, I would just tell you like the, the world we grew up in in terms of like when we were dating and the world that exists now is so different. It's such a different world. But I do believe that there are some things that are going to stay forever and that is, um, that's people's values. And I think we were committed to imitate God. I mean, we have had like, I mean, fights that were really intense. Like, get out of the car, I'm walking out, leave me here, I'm not talking to you for days. Like, serious stuff. Mm -hmm. And we've had moments where like, is this is, because it's not just our relationship that we were trying to navigate and grow, but it was also, you know, I have parents, right? And she has parents and they have issues and those issues bleed over to us. Has that anybody experienced that? <laughs> Their expectations bleed over, everything kind of bleeds over and you gotta navigate all of that. In the middle of that, it has to be this value of, okay, are we committed to imitate God in this moment? And it's been hard, but we go back to it and go, I'm going to apologize. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because um, at the end of it, I, I cannot just um, react to you because of the way you've acted towards me. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's one reason I've loved this whole series that we've been in. Because honestly, all of the things that we've talked about, the art of humility, um, the art of um, hospitality, like all the different pieces, they really are just such a healthy foundation for any type of relationship, whether it's in a marriage or whether it's how I even interact with my kids, you know, um, and and how we navigate all of that. And it's it's a constant learning and growing process. In um, and it, but it does take humility. Um, if we are constantly drawing our line in the sand and saying my way or the highway, or you know, not being willing to humbly come to each other and say, hey, I was wrong. I was a jerk. I'm really sorry. Um, we would have quit this thing long ago. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Because um, there was another question that came out was this idea of forgiveness. And when, at what point do you stop forgiving? Or at what point do you, like, how does forgiveness work? First of all, it is an art. But uh, we've said this before, but we've seen it in our lives. Forgiveness creates the world we live in. And unforgiveness does as well. 
So if there is a relationship, regardless how it is, like if, if I have a relationship with her, if I have a relationship with my daughter or son or my friend, if it doesn't exist, like forgiveness doesn't exist and grace, grace does not exist, it creates a certain kind of world. It creates a world that says you owe me and you've owed me and you've owed me and you've owed me. And it's surprising, you don't even realize this, but some of us have lived our lives waiting for someone to, to say sorry. Like some of us are waiting for someone, like someone, like if you think of it, you go, someone, you can think of someone right now, this, you would say, they owe me. They owe me my childhood. Like they owe me this season. They owe me this forgiveness. They owe me this. And I think when we start doing that, it just creates a certain kind of world and it, it's, it's not imitating God, regardless of how the person is, right? Um, and so I'll just say one more thing on that is, is that in terms of finding the person, we talked about this in the car because that was when we were planning this thing. Uh, <laughs> we talked about chemistry and character, right? Yeah. Do you want to say anything about that? Well, we were just talking about how um, so much value is put on chemistry if you have chemistry with each other, but um, actually you've got to have character and if that's lacking, then that's going to be a bigger downfall. And maybe, you know, you're in a relationship and you're saying, oh, the chemistry is just not there anymore. You know, it's not really working. Um, but maybe actually it's an issue of character. Uh, maybe there's something going on deeper. Right. And as people evolve and grow, and if you have a deep relationship, at some point that person is going to go through a hard time. Like at some point, you know, and we've gone, gone through that, at some point depression is going to hit you. At some point, grief is going to hit you very hard. At some point, something's going to happen that you're like, well, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, you didn't. But this is it. And uh, we did a marriage podcast. I don't know why they tell us to do this. This was just us goofing off. But um, the myth of like turning to a person you know, that you've been with and say, man, you're not the person I married. Yes, of course. You're not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. if, if that person is the same person you married, that means no one has grown. Think about that. You grow together. Mm -hmm. If you don't grow together, something is going on. And we've all been in relationships, even friendships, that you're growing and they're not. Yeah. And you're done. So I think there's a mutual commitment to certain things. And for us, it was like, we're going to imitate God. We're going to, yeah. Well, and even the mutual, the growing together, like, um, I love the fact that, well, I'm definitely the, the the nerdy book one and You're do the, the research, yes. but we have so many conversations where we um, sit and talk about this is what I'm learning. I mean, you listen to books all the time. You actually might be ahead of me on books this year. <laughs> um, audible, darn you! No, just kidding. <laughs> Praise God for that. <laughs> um, but the fact that that we are each are are willing and interested in growing in our own selves, in growing, um, I mean, each of us have at different points gone to counseling, gone to therapy. We um, love to learn about things like the Enneagram. I mean, that was amazing. When we both, when we learned about the Enneagram and how wired up differently we were, for anyone who knows it and is interested, five, three, and how those work together, uh, it was fascinating. But it was another tool in helping us be in better relationship together and understanding. Um, um, even I remember 
way back in the day, I homeschooled the kids for a few years, and I was all gung-ho to learn, like, how they were wired up and how they learned and what was the best, you know, um, environment for them. And I got this so old-school homeschooling book, but it was amazing, and it was about um, different learning styles. And I am... If you are like me and you think everyone else is like you, well, I, when I study and I read and I learn, I want a very quiet, a very um, controlled space. It needs to be tidy, like all that, right? He's over at North Lake Mall with headphones on, people watching, writing his Sunday message. And I'm like, that is not spiritual. There's no way. I don't know how God speaks to you. And he's listening to Bollywood music. So I'm just like, whatever. Through this it. homeschooling book, though, it talked about different learning styles and how some kids really are uh, better, learn better in an environment that's more stimulating to them and all of that. Anyway, it's a whole other topic. But it, so it helped me as a parent that when my daughter at seven was doing handstands as I'm trying to read her history lesson to her, and I'm like, you don't, you're not listening. And then she could repeat back everything and give me more detail than I remembered reading about. I, it, it helped me as a parent and it helped me in our marriage to understand, yeah, we actually are all wired up so very differently and we all need different things um, in the way that we learn, even in the way we learn about God and the way we express our relationship with God. I mean, it's very different in how we, um, experience God on our own personal level. And if I thought that you had to do things the way I did, <laughs> or if I had to do the things, do things the way you do, it would be a mess. It would be. It would be. You can tell the difference between us this morning. I walked downstairs. She was already up. Number one, she wakes up before I do. Uh, number two, I walk down and then I was doing my stuff, like getting coffee and all that. And then all of a sudden she goes, you're so loud. I was like, I haven't said anything. That's true. I have not said anything. Just. <laughs> it's called age. It's called age. Okay. I just have to make sounds on everything. I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm so loud. No, you, she's like, everything needs to be so quiet. And I'm like, what's wrong? This is so quiet. What's wrong? The world, something's wrong. All right, so we talked about this idea that we're committed to something, right? Mm -hmm. Committed to imitate God. Mm -hmm. and I think the, uh, the point here, if there's a point to this, <laughs> is that uh, what is the value that you're going to commit to? Is there a mutual com uh, values that you guys are committing to in a friendship, in a relationship? Uh, even do you, are you committed to character or are you just looking for chemistry? Okay, then let's go to the next one. The next idea is that we've created this unique culture, mm -hmm. okay? And we talked about this on that podcast, but it reminded me that I did, like I think we did a talk like years ago and I took a blender and I put like things that represented your culture, like all the foods and then my foods and I put it in the blender and I blended it and I said, let's drink this. And no one wants to drink that, mm -hmm. right? No one wants to drink that. But I think what we realized is early on that we are two different cultures and we're not trying to compromise. Does that make sense? Like compromise is like, I'll let you this slide. I'll let that slide. I'll let, no, you're creating something new. That's not compromise. That's creating something new. We were, we're innovating here. We're not like, oh, you, let me do this and you can handle that and you can do this. And I think sometimes people do that, right? 
the garage is yours, but this, stay away from this room, or this, you can talk about this, or you can't do this. And for us, it was always like, hey, everything's going to be a mix. And for us, it was a little bit easier in a sense, but financially and, and with everything, we just created this mix. And the unique culture, I would say, is connected to this passage. Let me read this to you because you love this passage. Um, not really. But anyways, but you'll get to explain it, right? Mm -hmm. So this idea of unique, unique culture. Ephesians 5 says this. You want to read this? You don't read this. <laughs> She's like, no. All right. It says, unique, uh, Ephesians 5 says, And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Okay, then he says, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, you, so you, wives, should submit uh, yourselves to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church and he gave up his life for her. Now, you've heard this passage mm -hmm. repeated, taught on your thoughts. Right. Well, what's so fascinating is this was not how I was raised. Uh, I was raised in a, a very literal understanding of the Bible. So you just read it, and then you said, okay, well, that's what it says. So there you go. That's what you do. Um, but a, a healthy reading of Scripture is taking it into the context of the culture it was written in and who it was written to and what he was trying to do there. And so Paul actually is addressing household codes that were part of the Greco-Roman culture of that time. So there was a very structured order in culture and society. And one of the things that's interesting, I'm going to get a little nerdy on you here, is, um, you know, they were different, obviously, religious philosophies out there during that time. Christianity was brand new. This was a brand new religion on the scene. And so a lot of women and slaves and um, poor people were very attracted to this new religion of Christianity. And so some of it seemed almost subversive in that a household was considered um, whatever the religion was, the, 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 the leader, the male of the house, like that was his well, he determined the religion of that household. So can you imagine if like a wife shows up and says, hey, so I now follow Jesus and I'm a Christian. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? And so Paul's actually bringing a little bit of, of order and structure. He's not demeaning women. He's, he's actually saying, hey, um, you know, in light of the, the culture we live in and the household order that we live in, let's not go crazy because we don't want people to think we're trying to undermine um, the Roman Empire here. And so when you take these things into context, it's almost like what you were talking about. We're creating our unique culture. So they were learning how to create a Christian culture in that society that they were living in. So, so much of what is written in the New Testament, when we read it through that lens that um, the different authors are actually writing out of a particular culture that they lived in and a society and an order that they lived in, um, it makes a lot more sense. It does, it does. And if you read this uh, uh, chapter, the first verse I read is when he starts off. He starts off by saying, imitate God. And then he goes on. And then in the middle of that chapter, he, he just talks about what I just read, mm -hmm. the roles and things like that. And then he ends the chapter like this. Let me just read this. He says, so again, I say each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And now so he brings it back to love 
But I think the misinterpretation or the, not the miss, but just the lacking, incomplete interpretation of these passages uh, is that, well, um, you know, guys just want respect and women just want love. And, it, and people talk about that, love and respect, and that's it. Guys, are all they want is respect. So you just got to give them respect. And women just want love, and which is not true at all, honestly. Because one of the things in this unique culture is not being committed to particular roles. And I know it's so tough being in, so I think maybe in the South, but at Mosaic, it seems like we, we see this, that people are so unique and your life is so unique and people are coming from blended families, you're coming from different uh, uh, walks of life. And I think when you assign uh, the, the husband or the male a certain role and the wife a certain role, it can get really tricky and then you have to maintain that. No, you take care of this and I take care of that. I think the... Um, the freedom of actually going, listen, um, you're actually better at numbers, so I'm gonna let you run the numbers because you don't want me to run the numbers because we're gonna have a lot of cool things, but we're gonna be broke pretty soon. Like, you know, because I'm always like, how do, how do we go through all that money? She's like, you want me to show you? I'm like, but how? How does math work? Like, what? what? Like, why is this happening? Um, and then I think we've been able to like really um, understand this passage in light of what it's really saying. Uh, when you read uh, Paul's letters, he's talking about this idea of mutual submission. Mm -hmm. Not just one person submits, we, we all do. Like, it's a mutual submission. That's how relationships work. And so, Paul plays this very interesting role of like, this idea of like, yeah, she's supposed to do this, but then you're supposed to love her. But then if you take, you break them down, they're both supposed to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that what comes to mutual submission. Right. Yeah, right. I think um, when you read all of this in, in context of all of his other writings and in, in so much of the, hey, it actually does come down to love. Love is the root of all things. And um, But he also, like so much of this is actually a corporate message. It's not an individualistic message. And we miss that in our culture and understanding that this is a corporate message. I was, uh, I had read um, in this commentary and it was talking about um, that to be subject to one another or submit to one another it's actually shorthand for the practice of mutual instruction and encouragement that requires lives to be open to the observation and in participation of others so again remember he's writing a letter to a church community he's saying hey you are a community you are the body of Christ and in this context submit to one another live open lives live with each other as we're talking about in relationship and as um, one of you flourishes, all of you will flourish. And so look to the, everyone in your community and your, the body of Christ is flourishing together. Um, and so this is just one little, when you, when you pluck it out of its big context, uh, you actually miss a lot of what he's trying to teach, the yeah. underlying concepts. Yeah, um, and, and I hope, guys, friends, this is, is, I know this could go, this conversation could keep on going, but we do want to end this thing. Uh, we have a podcast called Becoming Church, and if you're not familiar with it, it's, you can, you know, you can watch, listen to it whenever, whatever, you know, on Spotify, iTunes, whatever, and we, we should probably do an extended 
uh, a podcast on this, talking about relationships. I've got some people saying yes, we should do this. We didn't actually even get to all these. We didn't even get to all those things. Maybe that's what we can do is just do one. Yeah, Um, but our hope has been is that to just kind of remind you guys before we leave about two things. Number one, be committed to whatever the values that you like. For us, was imitate God. What is our value? You know, and now that breaks it down. Like how, what, like we we're committed to uh, character. Honestly, we're committed to like in light of grief, pain, sorrow, whatever character. If we're not developing that, then we got a problem. And we're committed to that. So what what can you be committed to? And maybe you're in a relationship that one person is not committed to that, and that's kind of the problem. You're thinking it's chemistry, but it's not. It's character. And the other is this idea of: Are you going to? Uh, um, are you going to compromise or are you going to create? Are you going to create a new culture? Are you committed to that versus someone saying, I don't really want to change my culture. I want you to just give me what I want and I'll give you what you want. So committed to values or character and then committed to creating culture. Um, that has helped us. I mean, honestly, I mean, and that's why we didn't, we really want to, we don't want to do a talk because we've seen other people do talks and it's like, they have got all the answers. We don't, no. we don't, we're just, we're, we're, but we're committed to working it out together, right. figuring it out together. And that's, I think how we even lead mosaic, just our heart is to, um, we're just all trying to figure out how to love God and follow Jesus together yeah. in this world we live in yeah and people saying talking about parenting books i mean we're, i think it's a gamble we're just like we're just drawing the dice here hoping it works the good thing is okay, I th- actually i'm praying hardcore okay i'm rolling the I dice i was pregnant but i'm throwing salt <laughs> on the side knocking on wood meditating covering all the gods i'm joking i'm not doing any of that i'm like jesus please help me if there's anything good i've done please do something yeah one of those but but on that's what we should write on. Um, but I will say this is that uh, what we've seen is that we've, when we've committed to each other into relationships and deep relationships, man, God shows up in profound ways. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit shows up in profound ways and gives us peace. And so that's our prayer for, for you guys. You know, because some of you are you're like, you're watching this and you're like, hey, should we get a divorce? Because you were thinking that. We've seen people, you know, we've been going for 24 years. Marriage? 23. 23 years. 23 years. Like I said, 23 years. And, uh, uh, but people have called it a quits in, after 23 years, 25 years, 30 years, you know? Um, and I just, our hope is, is that as you navigate those, those decisions, um, I, I, would, I would just say just rest on God's spirit to lead you and guide you. Um, and not like this idea of um, expectations of people. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just one quick thought before we do close, because I know we need to. Like, I know I just am constantly like, God, I'm begging you, lead me, guide me. And I feel like at some point he's like, hey, I, I am. So just relax and, and trust that I am trustworthy. So that would be my encouragement is, God wants to lead each one of us in whatever relationship we're trying to navigate. And he's trustworthy. Um, He said that he'll hear us and he'll respond. And um, so at some point, you just have to say, okay, you you actually are trustworthy and I can 
I can trust you with my children. I can trust you with my marriage, um, with my, you know, work, whatever. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we want to end this thing because we want to be sensitive to your time. Why don't you stand with us and we just want to pray over you guys. Okay? Ash, would you pray as well? God, we thank you so much that you are a trustworthy God, that you are the one who created us, you created us in love, you created us through Lord God, I just uh, I just pray, God, uh, wisdom over uh, relationships right now. Wisdom, God, to navigate what should they do, what what is what's because God, there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of grief, but God, I know that Your power is real. God, I pray that we would leave this moment resting on the fact that God, in the, that it's not a science. Relationships are so hard, but they can be. Um, life changing and life giving and God through friendships or marriages partnerships whatever it is God relationships are so key in shaping our lives so I pray God would you pour out your presence in Jesus name amen amen thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte North Carolina For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.